we've just finished our series on Titus, and what a great series it was. Would you guys agree? It was really, really good. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. And I pray that my message this morning touches someone's heart today. I want to start with a question. Um, Guys, you might not really like my question, but you're going to have to hear it anyways. Here it goes. Does anyone here truthfully have a favorite blanket? I have this blanket, and it's so comfy, and it's so cozy, and I wish I could wear it, and I wish I could take it everywhere I went, but I can't. (laughs) Actually, I have many blankets, and they're all cozy and comfy, but I have this one real special one that I really like. And after a long day, I love to go home and sit in my comfy chair with my comfy, cozy blanket. Can you guys relate? It's lovely. If you haven't done that, you need to do that. You know, you definitely have to go home and just cuddle up. I feel like that, what's that show, that big comfy couch? Yeah, that's what I feel like right now. But there is another time that I reach for my blanket. And it's when I feel sad or when I feel lonely or when I feel afraid. Now, some of you guys are probably thinking, are we going to be talking about blankets all day? But we're not. But I'm a kid's pastor. Kids like blankets and I like blankets, so get over it. Anyway, seriously. Clearly, I use my blanket for more than just warmth and comfort. I use my blanket, for, my blanket for an outward need for security and comfort. It makes me feel better. I wrap myself in it, and it's comforting. Now, I believe that we all have something that is tangible, just like my blanket. It makes us feel good, and it makes us feel better. Does anyone else here have something like that? It could be food. I mean, I love chocolate. Chocolate lovers here? It could be something that you're addicted to and you turn to it for comfort. It could be buying stuff. I mean, we all like to go buy a new outfit. Guys, maybe a new car when you're down or maybe a new tool. Whatever it is, it somehow temporarily satisfies that outward need that we have when we're feeling down, when we're feeling sad, and when we're feeling blue. Now, sometimes we attempt to use these things to fill a need for comfort or even a deep spiritual need that we have. Now, everything we turn to for comfort can be taken away from us just like that, except for the things of God. Now, a relationship with God, it can help us in every area of our life, especially in the area of our spiritual needs. Now, I would like to touch on three important things this morning that can help us to feel the comfort that only a relationship with God can bring us. So my message this morning is entitled, God's Word, God's Presence, and God's Power. Now, I believe the scripture, Ephesians 3.16, actually speaks of all three of these things because it shows how we can be filled with the full fullness of God, all of it, which is his word, his presence, and his power. Now, in this scripture, Paul is asking the Lord to strengthen us from the inside out through the Holy Spirit. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with an inner strength through his spirit. And then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand And then you'll be made complete with all the fullness and life that only the power or that that, and the power that comes from God. Now, my first point today is God's word and its truth. It's important that we know that God's word is true. Do we know that today? His word is truth. As we read it, as we grow closer, as we 
get to know him personally. Uh, he gives us comfort. He gives us, uh, uh, or he helps us in our time of need. Sorry, that just threw me off. All the scriptures up there. Um, in our troubles and in our hard times. He helps us in everything. His word, it teaches us how to live and it strengthens us. His word, it promises to not leave us comfortless. His word offers security and it offers truth. And his word is forever and it will never change that no matter what. His word is solid. But Psalms 18 and 2 says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. Now, the more I hide his word in my heart, the more I can count on the promises and his safety. Now, knowing God's word is important for knowledge and for understanding. But living God's word, that's what's vital as it penetrates our hearts so that we can see change and growth within ourselves. Proverbs 3 and 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, did you notice all those yous in there? It's because it's about your walk. It's about your obedience. It's about your trust. And it's about your faith. Now, when we make this head and heart connection, his word comes alive. Comes alive in our hearts as we begin to know who God really is. As we begin to understand him on a deeper level. And as we recognize his unconditional love for us as we walk with him every step of the way. I mean, as he walks with us every step of the way. And actually, truthfully, we walk with him too. Knowing God's word is a big part of his security and his comfort. And it has this amazing way of feeling, making us feel good, just like my blanket makes me feel. But there is a big difference between my blanket and God's word. See, his word, it changes us. It guides us. It helps us through life's challenges and difficulties. No matter what it is and no matter how big it is, you see, knowing his word and experiencing his word in our hearts makes our relationship with God so much deeper and real and alive and powerful. Both a head and a heart have to be there in order to experience him to the fullest. It's like that blanket of God himself who covers and comforts and protects us. We need to believe in our hearts beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is with us that we are secure no matter what we face in this world. Do you believe this? Now, knowing him intimately, experiencing him on a deeper level, knowing his word deep in our hearts and minds so that we can use it when we need it in our daily life. And this is the covering that comes through knowing him. Now, moms, can you remember when you had your babies and... You know, after 28 short hours of labor, yeah, right. <gasps> Finally, baby Junior arrives. Carly, you're probably the newest mama. After baby Junior arrives, they come with you with this warm blanket. And it's heavy, and they put it on you, and somehow it just makes you, doesn't matter what kind of uh, pain or turmoil you went through, but somehow placing that blanket on you just gave you such comfort and warmth. Does anybody remember that? Or was it only way back when, when we had kids? Well, God's comfort... It's even better than that. It's even better than that. And when his word lives in our minds and in our hearts, we live differently. We desire to be better. 
we desire to be more like Jesus. Romans 12, 1 to 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will be acceptable. He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. It is good and it is pleasing and it is perfect. We can't get any better than that. By letting his word penetrate into our hearts and lives, it automatically begins a change in us. It automatically begins to change how we think. Now, my point two is God's presence. The key to his presence is it being in our daily life. It's in the good times and it's in the bad times. Ephesians 3 and 12 says, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. When we trust and we obey his word, when we continue to walk with him during the good times and the not so good times, he sustains us. His presence, it is our strength. Do you feel his presence during the difficult times? We need to believe that we can count on God and trust him even when we go through trials, even when our trials are painful ones, we need to believe his presence is like that blanket wrapped around us and helping us to feel his safety. I think sometimes that we think that maybe God has left us or given up on us because we have problems, but God didn't promise that we wouldn't have problems or suffering or pain. He actually says that we will have many trials and sorrows, but we're to take heart because he overcame the world. Now, many of us have experienced firsthand a crisis or something very hard in our life. Something, sometimes going through difficulties, helps us to grow spiritually in such a way that can and will cause us to change. It will help us in the most awesome ways. Our faith can increase even in the midst of his trial, or even in the midst of our trial. And his presence can be so powerful that if we let this head and heart that we've talked about, if we let that work together, we will find ourselves able to share those difficult times, our experiences with someone else. We will be able to help somebody else in their time of need. We will le- if we lean on the Lord and through leaning on him, we will be able, better able to minister, care, love, and help other people. Now, there's a great positive in that. Whoever, who could ever think that a crisis could be a good thing. Did we ever think that something bad could actually end up being good? Well, our personal experience, it deepens our compassion, it deepens our empathy, and it deepens our understanding. There's a, that's why small groups that we've just started up are really great. I mean, it's a place where people can share and care and love one another. It's a place where growth and change can take place as we're being cared for by one another and as we build relationship with God and that relationship deepens and his presence becomes real in our lives. Because it's about, has to be here. We can know it, it can be, but it has to penetrate here. Everything we go through, if we look at it correctly, we can use it to better ourselves. And then we can be there for somebody else in their time of need. Romans 15 and 2 says, We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. 
Luke 6 and 8 says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount that you get back. Now, God's presence in our lives shows in our character. See, in the very things that we do, the choices that we make, the love that we show to others. See, Romans 12 and 8 says, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's a gift, if your gift is giving, then give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, then take that responsibility seriously. If we have been given a, have a gift for showing kindness for others, do it gladly. Now, I believe God's word and his presence in our life equal care for someone else. See, if we make, if somebody here makes a great chili or a great lasagna, make it for someone and take it to them. That's care. I know someone in the church that does that all the time. If you're a good listener, then listen to someone who needs to talk because many people just need to be heard. No matter what, it is God's presence in our life. We need to do things for others. That shows his presence in our life. We need to care for others, nurture relationships, and help others in their time of pain and suffering. You see, God's presence enables us to reach out to others. And the more that we think about them, the more we get out of the me mentality and more into the him mentality. He comes alongside of us. He helps us. He encourages us in every struggle that we face. And that enables us to help others in their struggle. Now, life is not easy, I know. As a matter of fact, it can be very hard at times. Many times, actually, most times, we can't even see the big picture or God's plan for our life. But with a knowledge, knowledge of God's word in our life and a hope and a trust that his presence is with us wherever we go, that will help us. See, most of you don't know this about me, but when I was 15 years old, I was a street kid. I was scared, I was alone, and pretty much felt hopeless. I had no home. I ate out of the garbage, I stole money from water fountains, I smoked cigarette butts off the ground. I'm not proud of this at all, but I needed to do this to survive. I wasn't a Christian, I didn't know anything about God. But guess what? God knew much about me. He had a plan for my life. I stand here today in God's presence because he knew me. He knew me in my deepest need. At that time, I did not see God. I didn't know him. I could not understand why a kid would be without a home or why I was going through all of this. But as I found God 27 years ago, and as I have grown and matured in my faith, I look back and I can see how God used my situation to better me as a person. But I can also see how God used my situation to help somebody else. You see, when we have been there, we relate differently. He continues to show me, sometimes in very difficult ways, but his presence, it's so real to me that no matter what I face, I just keep remembering that he has a plan for me. But he also has a plan for you, each one of you. He said that we will have troubles, but he also said, trust in me. Romans 15 and 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. And then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, we can't lose hope no matter what. As that street kid, I had no hope. 
I had nothing, not even a blanket. And maybe that is why blankets are so special to me today. I didn't know God. I didn't know that he knew me. All I saw was my pain and my trouble. But God kept me, even though I didn't know him yet. And he knows you, and he knows your situation. And he knows those people that you care about. And he knows about those people that you're praying about because he cares about them too. He knows the hours, the days, the weeks, the months of mourning and prayer and worry over your situation. Maybe your child has walked away from God. Or maybe a loved one that you have has never met God. Maybe you're in a troubled marriage. Maybe you feel alone and scared. Whatever your situation is, I can tell you that he knows your heart and he knows your deepest anguish and he is asking you to not give up hope. Hold on to his presence and his security and hold on to the hope we have in an eternal life with Jesus. Now, sometimes we have to go through difficulties to come out on the other side stronger, with more compassion, being braver and bolder, but most importantly, to have more trust in the Lord our Savior with a greater hope in him. Please don't ever stop believing. Don't ever stop praying. It's not the end of your story. And thank God my story didn't end there. Romans 8, 38, 39 says, And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. There's no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, he promised to never leave us and to always be with us. Whenever we go through trials, if we stay focused on the Lord, we prove to ourselves and to others because they see our faith increase. They see the change in us. And because of that, our faith naturally increases and we, and we get to know God more personal. Oops, that's really bad. Let's look at Daniel for just a sec. Daniel in the lion's den. Now, Daniel, he loved God. He served God. He was faithful. He prayed to God three times a day, yet despite all of that, he was thrown in the lion's den for going against the law or praying to anyone except the king. God could have just changed the law. He could have just removed the lions from the den. He could have just made it easy for Daniel. But Daniel had to go through it. Now imagine his fear. He loved God and he trusted God so much, yet I'm sure that he was questioning, where are you, God, in that moment prior to being thrown down there? Scripture says that God sent an angel to shut the lion's mouth. But my point is, is that Daniel's life had trials and pain and fear and all of those things. And that's not all Daniel had to go through. But no matter what had happened, Daniel was in the presence of God with a hope and a trust. He was safe in the arms of God. Now look at Joseph. God could have just fast forward to the end of the story where Joseph was the ruler of Egypt, but he didn't. There were many trials that he went through. If you read Genesis to 37 to 50, you'll see you know, that through the entire time, God was with him. He allowed him to go through that difficult stuff, but he also gave him room for growth in him. You see, Joseph had lots of pride, which is probably why they sold him in the first place. 
took a long time, but by the time he finally brought his family to himself during the famine, God showed Joseph so much about his character. See, Joseph went through tons of difficulties, but he learned tons too. See, he showed his family. In the end, he showed them mercy. He showed them forgiveness, and he showed them unconditional love. You see, the Bible, it's filled with examples of this. I think we can truly all say there are times that we have felt that God doesn't hear our prayers. We keep praying the same thing over and over and over again, but nothing seems to change. But I believe that timing is everything. See, we must keep praying, but God's timing is the key. His timing is perfect. And if we can believe that, it can go on a long way in helping us to stay focused on our Lord. But we must continue to pray faithfully because it's in order to watch his perfect timing unfold. Can I be transparent for just a moment? I had a situation in my Christian life that I prayed for for over 15 years. It wasn't for me, but it infected me greatly. I prayed, I cried, I lost hope, I went to people to try to help me. I did everything I thought I should do for years and years. And I thought that my prayers were unheard. And it was like my problem or this situation was just getting worse and worse and worse. It seemed like nothing was changing. Does that sound familiar with any of you? But you see, God's timing is perfect. How little did I know just how perfect God's timing proved to be. You see, the devil, he tells us, he says, God doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about what you're going through. He isn't even listening to you. See, he says the devil makes us feel defeated. We've already lost the battle. He has us questioning our faith. But I stand here today and I tell you that he is listening and he is working like crazy on your behalf for the little things and those big things. He loves you and he cares about you. So God's timing is perfect. So you need to try real hard to trust in him at all things. And I give testimony standing here today of that. And I'm sure many of you do as well. I have a question for you. If God knows everything anyways, why do we bother to pray? Well, I think because God knows everything from his perspective. See, we don't know everything from God's perspective. So when we pray to him and share our heart, we get to see a glimpse of his perspective. You see, I believe by talking to him, it changes us. So our perspective begins to be transformed to his perspective. You see, sometimes God won't take us out of the stuff for reasons. But I promise you that he will get in your stuff with you, just like he did for Daniel and for Joseph, and even for me. Now, I have another question, and this is a truth question. If you knew your difficulties would only last for six months, and then they would just go away, would you bother to work at your problems? Would you bother to change it? Would you try to get it to be better? Would you rely on God? Would you pray about it? Would you ask God to help you? Or would you just wait it out? God doesn't want us to just wait it out. He wants us to trust him with it. A.W. Tozer says, God is looking for people through whom he can do the impossible. What a pity if we plan only the things that we can do by ourselves. 
My third point, God's power. That power comes from the Holy Spirit. And we need God's word because it teaches us. We need his presence because it is with us. But God's power, it's different because his power is in us. You see, John 14, 16 to 17 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. You see, when Jesus knew that it was time for him to leave the earth and return to heaven, he called his disciples together to teach them about what they could expect when he was gone. <clears throat> he told them that when he left, the Holy Spirit would come to be their guide. Second Peter 1 and 3 says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all, that this, all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of a marvelous glory and excellence. When we decide to follow Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes into our life. We can't see him, but we know that he is there because we can feel his power. And quite often, we can feel that comfort and that warmth that makes my, that what my blanket makes me feel. We can see him working in our life. We can see him changing us and guiding us to that place that God wants us to be. The closer that we are to God, the more we feel his power and the more the Holy Spirit is working in us. Ephesians 1, 19 to 21 says that, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. You see, Paul prayed the Ephesians would understand how great God's power was in their lives. There's no greater power than the power that is in us through his spirit as it can accomplish more than we ever thought possible. Ephesians 3.16 says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Ephesians 3.19 says, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, I want to shift gears for just a sec here. Now, even though we have a relationship with Jesus, and we've given our lives to him, and even though we read scripture, and we pray, and we have a servant's heart, and maybe we belong to a small group, or maybe we're involved in his service, and uh, we do everything that we feel is correct for the Christian walk, yet we still have these problems, and we still face these difficulties. Through my entire message today, we've talked about how to live our lives for Jesus through his word, his presence, faith, and hope. But many of us, we walk the walk or we talk the talk. But actually, our lives, they look a lot different. You see, sometimes we're just fooling ourselves by being religious or being fake. But most of the time, we face difficult life situations, and it doesn't seem to make a difference no matter what or how close we are to God. We still have sickness and death. We still have hurt and pain. We still have broken relationships. It doesn't seem to change even though we pray earnestly and we live right. Honest question. 
How many times do you truthfully say or maybe cry out to God or maybe get angry and we say with such emotion, we say, God, I'm trying to do everything right. I'm trying so hard to believe even in this situation, but I just can't. It's just, it's just something's not right. I'm trying, Lord, to put you first. I'm trying to love everybody. I'm trying to ignore how that Christian brother or sister just talk, just talk to me. I'm trying to turn the other cheek. But God, this stuff is still happening to me. Nothing seems to change. How many times do we find ourselves there? Can I be transparent again? I stand here right now and I tell you that my most painful year in my Christian life was 2018. Pastor Jeff talked today about how it was the most awesome year because it was, but it was the most painful life in my Christian, most painful year in my Christian life. Not only losing my mother, but many other things in my life. But it was also the best year that I was the most close to God that I have ever been. How does that line up? How can a year be filled with turmoil and pain, but the same year I felt the closest to God that I have ever felt? I want to tie this all together if I can. I think that in spite of what we go through, I think in spite of the fact that we feel like giving up at times, I think that in spite of the fact that sometimes we wonder, where is God in all of this? I think in spite of it all, we have God's word in our heart because, and also because we walk in his presence, but mostly because his Holy Spirit lives in us. The truth is, it is God's power in us. That's what makes us not give up. In those times that are so difficult, in 2018, while I was closest to God, I didn't give up. I turned to him. See, his power in us, it keeps us going. His power in us, it keeps us heading straight towards him. No matter what we face. That we live in a broken world, but because of his great love for us, because he died on the cross for our sins, we're able to continue pressing forward towards him in all situations. Our final destination is heaven with our Savior. Nothing can compare to that hope that we have in him. Now that's why I was able to have my absolute worst year and my best year in the same year. You see, God is the answer no matter what we face. With him, all things work together for good. And it doesn't matter what we face or it doesn't matter what we go through because first of all, he is with us. But second of all, he is in us. Philippians 4, 13 says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Can we remember that as we face difficulties, we need to praise God because his word, it keeps us close to him. His presence, it fills that emptiness that we feel. And God's power, it keeps us going and heading in the right direction. You see that blanket that I talked about at the beginning of my message? the one that I reach to when I'm sad or lonely or afraid, it's my comfort, and it's my symbol that my God has his arms wrapped around me tightly in the safest, coziest comfort ever. Next time that you have a blanket wrapped around you, may you feel and know that God is with you.